The Bill Shakespeare Project presents This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending Monday, March the 19th, 2018. and welcome to the 193rd episode of This Week in Shakespeare, a podcast brought to you by the Bill Shakespeare Project. This is our weekly opportunity to let you know about the latest and greatest in Willie Shakespeare headlines coming at you every Tuesday. The goal here is to hit you with a quick blast, no more than 10 minutes tops, of Bard-related news. Plus, we'll try to serve up some historical dates for what were the past seven days of the year. So, this week's news stories included... America Theater ran the announcement by Chicago Shakespeare Theater of its 2018-19 season, including Midsummer and Hamlet. MarinJI.com ran the story of Hamlet, opening this year's Marin Shakespeare Company season in Northern California. The New York Times ran an interesting piece on that city's claim to Shakespeare. The LA Times ran a story on the free Midsummer Night's Dream to be presented at Yosemite National Park on Earth Day next month. WECT Television in North Carolina ran the story of the upcoming Brunch with Shakespeare, which includes a streamlined version of The Taming of the Shrew put on by Theatre Now in Wilmington. The Times of London ran a great piece on actor Anthony Sher, who shares why he wants to play Cleopatra. The Adelaide Review reviewed Kings of War by Tunnel Group Amsterdam, which ran as part of the Adelaide Festival in Australia last week. It called the four-and-a-half-hour conflation of Henry V through Richard III a captivating distillation. The Guardian also reviewed it, not as positively, saying that it falls short, giving it three of five stars. And finally, The Wild Hunt reviewed the new book, Shakespeare and the Stars, The Hidden Astrological Keys to Understanding the World's Greatest Playwright by professional astrologer and English literature teacher Priscilla Costello. Sounds fascinating. Now let's take a look back on the last seven days and how they relate to Shakespearean history, both his and the history in his plays. On March the 13th, 1602, a diary entry of law student John Manningham depicted an amusing story about Shakespeare. During the run of Richard III, a female fan gave her address to Richard Burbage, telling him to meet her at her place after the show using the codename Richard III. Shakespeare overheard this and got there before his actor friend, later sending him the message, William the Conqueror was before Richard III. Our Will was a player. If true, this is an awesome story. Hell, even if it isn't true, it's an awesome story. On March the 14th, 1879, Albert Einstein was born. No Shakespearean connection that I know of, but they were both geniuses. On March 15th, well, that's the Ides of March, baby. The Ides were the midpoint of the month, and of course, the Ides of March kind of sort of plays a big part in Julius Caesar. On March 16th, 1485, Anne Neville, that Lady Anne that Richard III married, died. She was the daughter of Richard Neville, 16th Earl of Warwick, also known as the Kingmaker. She married Edward, Prince of Wales, the son of Henry VI, but he was killed at the Battle of Tewkesbury, depending on the story you believe, either by George, Duke of Clarence, or all the York boys. 
She would then marry Richard, Duke of Gloucester, which made her Queen of England when he became Richard III. She died some five months before he did at the Battle of Bosworth Field. Though she probably died of tuberculosis, rumors were circulated, and later picked up by Shakespeare, that Richard was behind her death. Two dates of note for March the 17th. In 1473, James IV, King of Scots, was born. He was the great-grandfather of the future King of England, James I, also known as James VI of Scotland. Also on this date, in 1967, Chimes at Midnight, the Falstaff movie starring and directed by Orson Welles, taken from the second Tetralogy, as well as a line or two from Merry Wives and Hollandshed, was finally released in the U.S. I say finally, as it was shot in 64 and 65, and it premiered at Cannes in 1966. Also on March 17, 1058, Lulac, King of Scotland, died. In the history of Scotland, as opposed to Shakespeare's version, Lulac was the son of Lady Macbeth by an earlier marriage. Thus, he was Macbeth's stepson who succeeded Macbeth after his death at the Battle of Lumphannon in August of 1057. He was assassinated and the crown usurped by Malcolm, son of Duncan, only a few months later. Events totally ignored by Shakespeare. On March 18, 1496, Mary Tudor was born. She was the daughter of Henry VII and became the queen consort of Louis XII of France. She later married Charles Brandon, 1st Duke of Suffolk, and through him was the maternal grandmother of Lady Jane Grey, who ruled for mm, about a week in 1553. On March 19, 1930, Paul Robeson became the first black actor to play Othello in a century, when his Othello opened on Broadway at the Savoy Theatre. His portrayal has been said to be one of the greatest of the 20th century. Also on March 19th, though in 2017, Chuck Berry passed away. The seminal rock and roll guitarist and songwriter was dubbed the Shakespeare of rock and roll by Bob Dylan. The man was truly a genius. And that was your week in Shakespeare. You've been listening to the Bill Shakespeare Project presentation of This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending March the 19th, 2018. For our blog and previous Twiz episodes, including links to the news stories we've covered, as well as the real Bill Shakespeare Project podcast, check us out at thebillshakespeareproject.com. And we'll catch you next week. Shakespeare fans, need a poster to hang in your room? Teachers, need some nifty handouts for your students to peruse as you introduce them to the bard? Or are you just in the mood for some printable versions of some of the cool infographics found on this website? Well, regardless of how you answered those questions, I've got a scratch for that itch, a solution for that problem. Check out the Bill Shakespeare Project page on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. You can find character maps for Romeo and Juliet and Julius Caesar previewing the characters and their relationships to one another. I've also got geographical maps so your students can wrap their heads around travels within the plays Troilus and Cressida. Yes, even TNC gets some love. All's well that ends well as well. See what I did there. Plus Pericles and Othello. There's also handouts on the so-called history in Macbeth and Julius Caesar, time in Romeo and Juliet, and violence in Titus Andronicus. Also, you'll find entire packets of handouts for both King Lear and Macbeth, including scene-by-scene timelines and the interactions as well as relationships between the characters. 
and I'll be adding even more soon. Plus, this is where you can find the printable version of the new and improved periodic table of Shakespeare. Some of these are for free, and some are for purchase, but all can be found on the Bill Shakespeare Project page on TeachersPayTeachers.com. Oh, and if you want to purchase a pre-printed poster-sized version of that periodic table, well then head on over to the Bill Shakespeare Project page on Redbubble.com. Links to both of these sites can be found in the left-hand margin of this website.